Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. There's currently a video going viral that shows one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. A black man standing on uh, the street, on the sidewalk. Homeless guy sitting down. Black man pulls out a gun, puts a magazine in the gun, chambers around, and then executes the homeless guy. The video is so shocking because there's people filming as this guy very casually and slowly begins to load his weapon. People don't believe it. They don't believe it. Turns out it's real. Or at the very least, it seems to be real. It's the best I can say. There is a news report of a homeless man shot in the head, and the terrain seems to match the location. It was just the other day. Libs of TikTok tweeted, A man casually shoots a homeless guy in broad daylight as others watch and do nothing. Welcome to St. Louis. Again, the video is so shocking that people don't believe it. The video doesn't actually show the, the killing because the man who's filming it backs away immediately and says, oh, my God, he just effing killed him right there. So I can show you some of this. You never actually see it's not a graphic video. But what I want to show you is the it sounded like a fucking I said that was I a want you to listen to this. <clears throat> so there's a man filming right now. And the, there he is. He pulls out a gun. And it looks like he's trying to chamber around or something, but it gets jammed. And he's just going very slow and casual about it. They're just watching it happen. Where's the police? There he goes. Yeah, he pulls out a magazine. Listen to this. No, he just put a magazine in it and he's still trying to load it. Let me play that again for you so you hear this. No, he just put a magazine in it and he's still trying to load it. He just put a magazine in it and he's still trying to load it. And then he points it right at the guy. You don't actually see anything. I want to make, that, I want to make sure that's clear. This video, I'm not showing it because as soon as he does, the camera guy pulls away. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it, he swears. But uh, I can play a little bit for you. Oh, my God. He just fucking killed him. He just fucking killed him. Now, the, now again... People thought it was a fake video. Here's the story from KMOV4. Usually when I do segments, I try to make them about a a big thing that's happening, right? You know, we got lab leak stories. Scott Adams getting canceled is trending. All the national newspapers pulling them out. These are things that have big impacts on our culture. This is something different. This is bottom up. 
Normally, I look at the news and I'm like, you know, the Scott Adams getting canceled thing is interesting because it's he's a, he's a, he's a prominent, famous guy who's had a comic in the papers for, for decades, and now they are removing him. It is being wiped out. How is that going to impact our culture? What does that mean at the ground level? This is something different. This is the ground level. This is what you see with societal decay. And that's why I thought it was worth talking about, because there's more. There's more I could talk about when it comes to societal decay. Here's a news story. Search this afternoon for the person who shot a man to death outside a downtown St. Louis gas station. Police say it was just after 10 o'clock this morning. A man was found shot in the head near Tucker and Linden Street. Investigators tell us the person shot was didn't have a home. Witnesses told them what led to the shooting. From witness there you can see the Lend Nation, which uh, it, it appears to be right across the street. There's Crabs Landing. So Crabs Landing, juicy seafood right next to Lend Nation. The video appears to be real. This is all we have that there was some kind of altercation. This uh, began across the street past the gas station and then uh, came over to this location. Shots were fired and the uh, victim was chased across the street and shot at this location. Now, investigators say they don't know if the suspect and the victim knew one another or what that argument was about. Right now, they have not provided a detailed description either of the shooter. You know, it was really interesting. I went snowboarding this weekend. And uh, if you've ever been snowboarding many or skiing or whatever, you know that when you're on the mountain, you can take your very expensive gear, prop it up against a rack and walk away. And I, and I wondered about that. What about being on a ski mountain makes it so that you can take expensive skis, place them, walk away. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure sometimes people get their, their gear stolen. Sometimes maybe someone accidentally grabs the wrong gear if they don't know exactly if they're, not, if they're just not paying attention or whatever, or they rented it and they just don't know what their gear looks like. But, you know, thefts probably occur. But for the most part, you place your snowboard, your skis on a rack, you walk inside, you grab a soda and a pizza and fries or burgers or whatever it is you're going to eat, and you don't even look at your gear. Then you walk outside and there it is right there. It's crazy to me. I would never do that at a skate park. I would never go to a skate park and take my skateboard and just put it up against a fence and then go have a burger somewhere and then come back. It'd be gone. Yeah, on a mountain when you're going snowboarding. And I think the reason is, for the most part, it's like wealth, right? There, there's the, the amount of money that it takes to get to the mountain, to pay for the mountain, to pay for the gear. Nobody has any real reason to steal for, from you or cause these problems. But the crazy thing, you know, to me, it was just like if somebody just came here and just casually took some gear, they can make a grand walk up, walk right out. Why is that? Nobody does it. I can't tell you. What I can tell you is I think there's societal decay occurring. 10 a.m. on Tucker near Lucas, police said witnesses told them there was an altercation and the shooting. Carl Benjamin, our good friend from the Lotus Eaters podcast, tweeted the social contract society in action. A black man prepares to murder a homeless white man, and nobody intervenes because they are not obligated to do so. Instead, they just watch and film as the social contract allows. It simply isn't their responsibility to get involved. I'm not entirely sure that the, the dude who got killed is a white guy. Uh, actually, yeah, it does look like he's, he's a white guy. Yeah, it does seem to be the case. Seems like there's a white homeless man who was just shot and killed, but... Uh, you know, according to critical race theory, I guess it's the homeless guy who's the oppressor. That's a crazy thing to me. That's what we're seeing in these cities. And we got more for you. I see this story about 
you know, a guy just being killed right there in broad daylight as people watch. This dude was slowly loading his gun. There's a couple things I, I, I think about. I mean, for one, if somebody was armed, they could have walked out with their weapon ready and said, drop your gun now and save this man's life. They could have come out when they saw him raising the weapon and stopped the murderer from killing this poor homeless guy. Yeah, gun control, social decay. You can't defend yourself and you can't defend others, but the criminals, they'll do whatever they want. That includes cops. The cops will do what they want too. Check out this story from news18.com. Viral video of woman grilling rodents on a public sidewalk in NYC leaves the internet divided. You see, is this fake? Is it a real video or are people staging it? When people saw the execution, they said it has to be fake because you don't actually see anyone get killed. It's too easy to do to just make a fake video like that. And then you see this video. They say social media has shown us everything from a little girl winning hearts with her cool dance moves to people walking strangely in the streets of New York City. The internet has it all. But this time it's something odd. Recently, a video of a woman grilling rodents on the street went viral on the internet. While we have heard about chicken being grilled at homes and restaurants, these rats are hard to digest. In the viral video posted by Twitter user Ian Miles Chong, a lady could be seen roasting large rodents on a sidewalk in what looked like a public footpath. And it, is, it does appear to be New York. And it does appear that she's roasting uh, rats or something. Now, this video is probably fake. I think this one's fake, but I don't know for sure. And the problem is, I kind of believe it. I believe it's entirely real that somebody would do this. I don't know what those critters are. They guess, I guess they look like rats. And there's like a pipe going through them and they're being rotisseried. <clears throat> there's another video. Take a look at this one. These things, I don't know if these are rats. I mean, they look pretty big to be rats, right? I think this might be fake. Ketchup Network says, this is what happens when you let a once great city turn into an open sewer. Now I'm going to go ahead and say, I think these videos are fake. I tried looking them up to figure out if people were actually eating rats. And uh, all I could find was people talking about the rumors that people were eating rats. So say it again. I think the videos are fake. But here's the main issue. They could be real. You know what I mean? Like there was a period where we'd probably be like, there's no way a dude just executed a guy in broad daylight. No one did anything. It may, there, there was a time when people would say, there's no way those are actually rats. Now it's like, I don't know, probably fake. The first video turned out to be real. Dude actually killed a homeless guy right there in broad daylight in front of everybody. And as for the rodents, man, how much you want to bet it actually turns out to be real. Now, as I often say, if I had to place a wager down, I would wager on not real videos. It's real easy to make something like this go viral. Hard to know, man. Hard to know at all. But this is it. This is what societal decay looks like. Now, you may be saying, Tim, I don't think those rodents are real. Fine. But let's talk about social decay. Libs of TikTok's got another video for us. Drag queen gives children a lesson on twerking at a family-friendly all-ages drag show. They are ripping the hearts out of your children. And so that when you see the death, the murder, the rat eating, the scum in the streets of New York City, they are trying to ensure that these kids keep doing it. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. 
They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. They want to destroy the minds of these children. Here, let me play the video for you. He taught twerking in schools. He started a new fitness phenomenon called Twerk to 20. No one, <laughs> twerk to no 20. one's sure if it works or not, but they give him money for it anyway. And he became the first Olympic athlete to win a gold medal for twerking. A gold medal for twerking in the Olympics. I knew a kid once, trained to be in the Olympics. It's grueling. You got to be the best in the world, the best, the best, the best. And he didn't want to do it. And he was really good, had, had medals all over his wall doing gymnastics. That's something that you are pushed for, strive towards, to be the best. And now, instead of having a fitness coach, an athlete, training the next generation of the greatest athletes in the world, you have drag queens teaching children about winning Olympic medals in twerking. It's funny. How long until you think you can actually win an Olympic medal in twerking? I would not be surprised. You know, this is the kind of thing. All of these stories come together. I was originally going to talk about like lab leak and stuff and and war in Ukraine. And then I saw that video and I was just like, it's all falling apart, isn't it? Did you get out of the city yet? Some people have said, yeah, I can't get out of the city, Tim. And I'm like, I get it. You know, look, I don't want to be your boss. I'm not your leader or anything like that. I'm just a dude complaining on the Internet. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. A lot of people don't agree with me. That's fine. But I'll tell you this, man. I got away from the cities because of stuff like this, because of the homeless guy getting shot in the head, killed in broad daylight. These rat videos, man, could be propaganda to try and convince people to flee cities, to try and damage the the image of America. But the problem is there's too much of this going on for me to think it's fake. What's crazier, a drag queen teaching children how to twerk or someone eating a rat? People eat rats all the time. This is a new phenomenon. So I'm kind of like, maybe the rat thing's real. Let's throw it down for our good friends over at uh, MSNBC. And I'll talk to you about what, what this is all coming to look like. Joe Scarborough mocks convention of losers CPAC for hosting insurrectionists, weirdos, and freaks. What DeSantis is doing, his book is out today. He's on a book tour, and you're right that Bolsonaro will be at, at CPAC this week. This so, doesn't look like um, the video. Gen- this looks like something else. Let me see if uh, we can jump forward to, uh, where's Joe Scarborough? This must be a different video. That they're, Oh, here we go. Here we go. We got it. We got it. Let's play it. Didn't like him. Thought he was an idiot. Uh, he obviously played ball with him and dealt with him while Trump was very popular with the base. Uh, but they flat out told people close to them uh, they don't like Trump. They don't want Trump. 
Weirdly enough, they kind of like Glenn Youngkin, but I don't know that they're going to be able to sell that to their viewers. I'm not going to keep playing Joe Scarborough. I just want to find the point where he refers to, here's what he said. I mean, they are the people that lose. Insurrectionists, weirdos, and freaks. Mr. Pillow is coming as well, I saw. So yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Election deniers, again, the people who lose. Again, that's fine. If they want to have a convention of losers, get to it, have fun. Now, you may be saying, Joe Scarborough mocking conservatives? I mean, how is this on par with anything else? He's doing it on purpose, in my opinion. He's doing this to generate an article, which will get someone like me to comment on. And here we are. In my view, we are seeing the total lowest common denominator, ow my balls, of society. It's a reference to idiocracy. In the future, everyone's so dumb. So if you, have you seen Idiocracy? If you haven't, it's a Mike Judge film. It's brilliant. 500 years in the future, the, uh, they, just, they explain how evolution simply favors those who reproduce the most. And it shows two families. And there's like a wealthy, educated family. And they're like, the market's just not right for children. Then it shows like rednecks. And it's a guy winning a football game. He's like, I'm going to bang you and you and you. And then his family tree keeps getting bigger, seven kids. So in the future, everyone's really dumb. And they watch a show called Ow My Balls. And it's a guy just getting hit in the balls. You think that's not the way it's going. It is. They already made Milf Manor or whatever, which was uh, 10 years ago, a joke on the, sh- on the show 30 Rock, Milf Island. Now they're actually doing it. It's ridiculous. Here's the way it works. Lowest common denominator. There are these videos. And these videos I think are fine, but it's like they do gags with no talking. There's one where a little girl, there's four buckets full of change, and she asks someone for help, and they walk over and they can't lift them because, you know, they weigh like 100 pounds or something. Then she, she picks up hers, walks very easily carrying them. They look at her all confused, and she stops. She goes, what's wrong? She walks over, puts them down, and talks to them. And then as the, she, the people have their back turned, they spin the table around so the light coins, the fake buckets are there again. And then she shows them and picks them up and carries them away, and they're all confused. Then they go try to pick up the other one. You get the joke. There's no talking. Why? Lowest common denominator content. Now, that's, that's mostly fine, hokey. It's family friendly. But what happens is, ow my balls. In order to get the attention of the most people possible, to sell ads, to make money, people make content that is as broad as possible. But something else is happening. That's what you'd think we would get. You are getting now the hyper-tribalization, the hyper-polarization of media. Joe Scarborough knows he's never going to attract conservatives to watch his show. So what he does is he just rags on them as insurrectionists, weirdos, and freaks. Because it is music to the ears of the cult. The same people who would vote for policies that result in homeless people being executed in the street, for people cooking rodents in the street, for the entire system to decay and rot around us. And there are those of us that think we need to pay attention. We need to think clearly. We need to focus and build this once great nation back up. The problem is you're dealing with cult members, real stupid people who hate and are making all their decisions based on emotion instead of logic. Now, you got to have a balance. You know, you don't want to be a pure logical being. Then you'll just be a sociopathic murderer of some sort. And you don't want to be a purely emotional being because then you can't make a system work properly. But you want to have the human experience and you want to make sure we tend towards positivity. That ain't way we, the way we're going now. It certainly seems like the trend is toward negativity. And that's why I put these stories together in the same, in the same segment. Because I see them all as a similar component of the general malaise, the, the, cr- the crumbling of the foundation that is our society. 
from our influential individuals just saying whatever their audience wants to hear to people eating weird animals in the streets, to people being gunned down in broad daylight and no one doing anything about it. It's a crazy thought, man. And in St. Louis, you should be allowed to have a gun, I'm pretty sure. But look at what happened to the, the McCloskeys. Remember them? They live in St. Louis when the far left extremists tore down the, the, the fence to their private community and stormed in trespassing. It's the McCloskeys who got in trouble. That is societal decay. Man, I'm watching these old timey shows. And they just strung people up. That's a scary thought. They would just uh, in, in the show 1883. There's a guy's a pickpocket and they just grab him and they hang him right there in the public. Everyone watches like no charge, no trial, no proof. Don't matter. That's a scary thought to be pointed at by someone who accuses you of a crime, and then people just kill you? Damn, that's crazy. I don't want to live in that world, but now we have the opposite. We have the opposite, and it's just as bad. Now you can be a criminal, and they'll release you from jail, and you'll go commit more crimes. Now you'll be a dude on the street with a gun, getting ready, and they'll just watch. Just watch. Man, I don't blame the people who did just watch for the most part, for the most part. Because they've disarmed you or they've convinced you you shouldn't be armed. But I'm imagining what would happen if any conservative guy was there armed with the, with the you know, Glock of some sort. And he sees this dude starting to put a weapon together. He'd pull it out and be like, don't move. Don't drop that weapon. Don't you do what you're doing. Loading up a weapon. Suppose challenges. If a dude is putting a magazine in a gun and then chambers around, at what point did he cross the line? What do you do? And then when he points the gun towards the homeless guy, what do you do? Do you then kill him too? The sad reality is the innocent guy would be alive and the murderer would be dead. I say it's sad because nobody should die, but the innocent person would have lived. If there was someone there who was armed and they saw this guy pull out the gun and, and, and aim for the homeless guy, they could have stopped him right there on the spot and saved this innocent person's life. But in the world being built by Democrats, we are supposed to just accept that we will be the victims and that's the way it has to be. That the bad guys know they're breaking the law and they don't care. But that's the way it has to be. You do not fight back. Which world do you want? Do you want a world where we're not going to see people just gunned down, eating weird animals? I suppose for the most part, if the animals are clean, I guess you can eat whatever you want. I don't know if those videos are real because I don't know what that animal is. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, people are saying it looks like a rat. And I'm like, I don't know. Those are a bit big for rats. I don't know what they are. That's why I think it's probably fake. But what about this MSNBC garbage? Look, the more Joe Scarborough does what he does, same as we see with the Young Turks, they will rag on this group of people and their audiences will shrink and dwindle and shrink and they will double down, desperately clinging to the addiction of screaming hate to their audiences. What's left of them, at least. And then you'll just have a decayed society. Nobody gets along. Everybody fights. And it seems that may be the direction we're going. And so there's a solution. It's called you get out of the cities, start working on protecting your family, get some emergency food or water, whatever you need, get some chickens and a goat or something like that. Make yourself as self-sustaining as possible, because when it hits the fan and it might, ain't nothing you're gonna be able to do about it at that point. That's when it's too late. Chance favors the prepared. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Elon Musk has come to the defense 
of Dilbert creator Scott Adams. CNN reports Elon Musk tweets support for Dilbert creator after racist tirade. Well, anybody who actually listened to what Scott Adams said in full context and him addressing the issue on Hotep Jesus's show would know that he was actually making the opposite point. Now, maybe that was lost on me yesterday because I went over the news. I watched the video clips and then many people said, Tim, you didn't actually listen to the full context. And I said, interesting. There was a a few clips I saw, a few statements I saw, and Scott Adams saying certain things that I saw. And so I said, "Okay, well, let me check the full context of what happened. Full stop. Let me give you the big picture before we get into the nitty gritty. Videos go viral. The creator of Dilbert, it's like one of the most famous comics ever, is on video saying something like white people should move away from black people, get the hell away from them. There's no fixing this and that he's doing it. Things like that. Don Lemon agrees. The polls show it in the fuller context. What he's saying is there is, in in essence, a racial industrial complex tweeting, uh, tweeted, tweeted this out, actually, someone else's Twitter thread about this, where you have increasing tensions between races based on the media. And that his view is that you shouldn't be discriminatory against any individual, that you shouldn't blame an entire group of people for these issues. But the problem is, according to the polling data, you are seeing worsening race, race relations that are creating real risks between people. I do not 100% agree with the way Scott Adams goes about talking about race relations and how to address this. But the media, of, of course, is not showing you the full picture. What Scott Adams said in full context was this. If you are a black man and you see a a city that is 50% black and 50% white and you go there, many of these companies want diversity and will be looking to hire more black men and women and Asians and Latinos. But there is a large pool of black candidates applying for the job. If these companies are basing things on race, you're not going to get a job on the merits because you are now competing with half of the population of that city. He says, if you go to a city that's all white with very little black people and these companies want diversity, they will hire you based on race. So he says, my advice then, if that's how they want to do it, then you should go to predominantly white areas get hired by companies because you'll be at the top of the list instead of the bottom. And it's it's disgusting. But then he says, you know, who disagrees? And I'm like, okay, I don't know how I I don't know how to phrase a response to that in terms of agreeing or disagreeing. What I can only say is the system is completely broken by psychotic leftist racists who are making everything worse. And Scott Adams was using hyperbole to basically attack their position to say, if that's the game they're playing, this will be the result and the advice you'd have to give somebody. And it kind of sucks. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know exactly what Scott Adams is thinking. I'd actually love to interview him. So um, I'll, I'll try and reach out. But what's fascinating here is several things to understand in what is creating this problem as we see it. The, the, the issue of white liberals not wanting to be around white people, the issue of uh, black people, Latinos, Asian people wanting to be more around their own race. And I have the data. I'll show you from Chicago. I mean, what we have in this country 
and we've had for a long time, is Democrats pushing racist policies, which create more racism. And now, post-civil rights era. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They are creating policies that purport to be against racism, but fan the flames to an extreme degree. Now, I think that's, to a certain degree, the point Scott Adams was trying to make. He used extreme hyperbole and said on on the show with Hotep Jesus, I think most people can see it. Unfortunately for Scott, most people can't, but I don't think he cares. He said he knows the price of free speech is high, the cost is high, and no one's willing to pay it, but he would be willing to pay it. So I guess what I can say in, uh, initially, as and to address my video from the other day, I do not... I, I would not go about explaining these issues in the same way as Scott Adams, which to me feel provocative. But that was the, a part of the point I think he was trying to make in that he was creating space for a conversation and effectively attacking critical race theory and the outcomes it has produced. To put it simply, if we are if, if we are to be told that you know, I'll, I'll, I'll quote, to, I think C.J. Pearson said, said this There's a video I saw, I think it was from Vice where he's like, you have black people going to schools and being told by white people they can't succeed. The system won't let them. That is not a message of hope. That is a message of suppression and oppression, telling people they'll never succeed. You can't do that. I completely agree. You need to tell people you can succeed if you work hard, regardless of your background, race, history, etc. Well, let's get started with the news, and then we'll walk through this, and I'll show you some of the context. Elon Musk tweets support for Dilbert creator after racist tirade. It's interesting. That's actually not true. It was not a racist tirade. It was hyperbolically criticizing a situation the left has created with critical race theory. And don't get me wrong. You can argue that the way he went about it, and that's what they'll try and play, was like, well, he shouldn't have said it this way. That makes it racist. So let me show you what we have here. Well, I, actually, let me show you the, uh, I think they have the, the tweet. Oh, CNN doesn't have it. The tweet from uh, Elon Musk right here. I don't agree with everything Scott says, but Dilbert is legit funny and insightful. We should stop canceling comedy. What I said the other day is you should Scott Adams should not be canceled. Dilbert should not be canceled. People are allowed to have opinions, albeit bad ones, as long as the product they produce doesn't push negative opinions or anything like that. The idea, the reason they're canceling Dilbert is to punish Scott Adams for having an opinion they don't like. And in reality, an opinion for the most part, they didn't quite understand. But let's let's break this down. Scott Adams tweeted, Dilbert has been canceled from all newspapers, websites, calendars, and books because I gave some advice everyone agreed with. My syndication partner canceled me. Dilbert and more will only be available on the subscription site scottadams.locals.com when sorted out. He says, because I gave some advice everyone agreed with. Yeah, okay, still being a little bit hyperbolic. I don't know if I would completely agree, and I don't think it's fair to say everyone agreed. It's a bit absolute. But the point he was making attacked critical race theory. They are creating an environment where race becomes a, a principal component in your motivations as to who you want to live around and why. And that sucks. But then I don't know if I would I would follow the advice of if you're a black man, move to an uh, all white area. 
He's got a logical point that makes sense, but there's other things to consider than just getting a job. That being said, it's unfortunate, but based on critical race theory, and I'll just cite Derek Bell, the left has long advocated for racial segregation. And Scott Adams saying, well, this is the logical conclusion, so here's the advice you get. At least that's my interpretation of it. J.D. Carter, he's verified on Twitter. He's a YouTuber, fitness coach, and music producer, says, been following you for a while because you're an interesting thinker, but telling people to move away from black people is a big yikes moment. I've only seen clips that may be taken out of context, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Clarifying your position might help. All right. And he does. Just realize you've addressed this in more context. I'm checking it out before jumping to conclusions, but I'm in the minority. Most will not look any deeper. Most are looking to be recreationally offended. After hearing his clarification of the clip, and I want to clarify, and this is kind of stupid, but this is the game being played. This guy, Jay, apparently is a black fitness coach. He's a black man. He says, after hearing his clarification of the clip, Scott is right. But the way he expressed his point wasn't smart because people are stupid and can't sense hyperbole. People want to want to be recreationally offended. It's easy to clip the stream, making him seem racist. In fact, he goes into great detail about how he opposes uh, discriminating against people based on race, that you should not take this into consideration. But again, the greater context is this is something the left has created. I want to show you this study, too, to make this point drive it home. From Yale Insights, Yale.edu, an old story. White liberals present themselves as less competent in interactions with African-Americans. A new study suggests that white Americans who hold liberal sociopolitical views use language that makes them appear less competent in an effort to get along with racial minorities. Heavens me, conservatives don't do this. What ridiculous world are we living in? Elon Musk, of course, then comes to the defense of Scott Adams saying we should stop canceling comedy. And Scott Adams says, thank you. The funny thing is people then immediately jump to the out of context hyperbole of what Scott Adams was actually portraying. Scott Adams tweeted this February 26th, worse than I thought. Steve Merce says the Gallup numbers on race relations in the U.S. are striking. They make a very good case that we are not on the right track with a racial essentialism approach, which is the underlying theme in too many DEI initiatives. Let's look at some of the data and see if you agree. In the first poll, we can see, as I showed this yesterday, Would you say race relations between white and black people are very good, somewhat good, somewhat bad, or very bad? And you can see that over time, it is getting worse. Race relations are getting worse in this country. Why is this? I think the issue is the left. They go on TV, they go in schools, and they repeatedly just tell everybody how evil white people are and how things uh, about how, how bad things are getting. Steve Mer says, race relations as viewed by black adults and white adults are down substantially in my lifetime and trending lower. In 1963, 70% of black Americans said race relations would eventually be worked out. By 2021, just 40% felt that way. In 2001, 63% of Americans said race relations between black and white Americans were very or somewhat good. By 2021, only 42% of Americans believed that. Perhaps... It is fair to say Scott Adams probably could have navigated this subject more tactfully, but it seems like he wanted to drop a nuclear bomb on the conversation. And that's what he said, that, uh, uh, you know, the cost of free speech is high and he wanted to pay it. So he made this statement. I I get what he was saying. Uh, And the reality is this. It was shocking and offensive. 
And Jay is correct. People want to be recreationally offended. So CNN calls it a, uh, a, a racist tirade because they're not interested in actually pursuing the greater context. And there's also the fault of, I mean, even to, me, to my degree, falling into a similar trap in seeing these clips, watching them. And I even said, I mean, there's probably some context I'm missing, but Scott Adams, he, 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 played, he, he, he played a chess move. And what he did was he attacked two things. Critical race theory, the, the leftist racist, you know, racial industrial complex, and our short attention spans that for many of us are incapable of, of watching a two hour long show to understand that he essentially did this thing where he's like, here's what I think. Because of this, I am now going to talk for, for three minutes and sound very, very offensive based on this ideology, says the thing. And then goes on Hotep Jesus is so and clarifies exactly what he meant by it and why he did it. Of course, everybody grabs the clip. And I think Jay's tweet was really good when he said, I know there's context missing, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. And then he goes, okay, yeah, you know what? He's actually right. And Scott Adams says, you know, this was funny because when I saw him tweet, no one's disagree with my point. And I'm like, your point about moving away from black people because of, an, because of these racial tensions? I'm like, you could have done it better. And then I see his greater point was, my interpretation of it, I could be getting this wrong, is that leftist critical race theory is creating racial animosity in which the end result is going to be segregation. What other advice are these leftists going to be giving people than this? And it's like, oh, okay, I see what he's saying. The left does these critical race theory events where actually I think I have the story pulled up. Let me see if I can. uh, Here we go. This is from uh, September 11th, 2020. University of Michigan Dearborn apologizes for segregated virtual cafes meant to spur discussion about race. This is exactly the problem that I, at the very least, I think I, I, I would need to talk to Scott Adams about it. This is the problem that I think he's addressing. Critical race theorists and leftists are pushing for segregation. Well, what if, if you were following this, these ideas and this ideology, then what else would you tell someone? They're literally doing it in schools and at universities. Take a look at this from at the rabbit hole 84 on Twitter. Whatever one may think of what Scott Adams says, Scott Adams says comments on race. There is very little room to deny the legacy media's role in worsening race relations over the past decade. So essentially, Scott Adams says another point. If you have a media that is repeatedly telling people to hate each other, why would you want to be around a group of people that hates you? It's dangerous. The, the media and the left are creating an environment where race relations are getting worse. And now you run the risk as a white person of, you know, in this poll, 26 percent of people saying they don't agree with it's OK to be white. Twenty one or so percent saying they're not sure if it's OK. So what you want to go around people who don't think it's OK to be white? He actually does say the data is probably bad. This is another funny component of it. Ian last night was saying on Timcast IRL, so what, they polled a thousand people and now Scott Adams seems to think? It's funny because Scott Adams literally said the poll is probably junk. It's a big component of what he talks about. Polling is junk. And he says with Hotep Jesus in the segment that people will interpret the question in different ways. So it's not really a good basis for an argument. And then you're like, wait a minute. If Scott Adams is arguing the polling isn't that good and people are criticizing him, telling him the polling isn't good. That just basically means no one actually listened to what he was he was really saying. And yeah, you know, of course, I fall into that. I didn't see the full show he did. And then people said, Tim, you got this wrong. You need to watch what he told Hotep, Hotep Jesus. He actually addressed what pe- he, he addressed this before people said it to him. It's actually quite amazing. 
Now take a look at this from the New York Times. Can my children be friends with white people? This is an actual article from November 11th, 2017. I've talked about it before. And this is essentially what he's talking about. Why is the New York Times running this? Why is why why are these the ideas that they want people to to talk about? Now I'm all about free speech when it comes to ideas, but you have to understand the corporate press is pushing this, encouraging this, and arguing in favor. Here's what they wrote: The New York Times. My eldest, my oldest son, wrestling with a four-year-old's happy struggles, is trying to clarify how many people can be his best friend. My best friends are you and Mama and my brother. And but even a child's joy is not immune to the ominous political period. This summer's images of violence in Charlottesville prompted an array of questions. But some people hate others because they are different. I offer lamely. A childish but distinct panic enters his voice. But I'm not different. Blah, 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 blah. Meaningful relationship. History is provided. Yada, yada. Blah, 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 blah. What's surprising is I am heartbroken by it all. It is only for African-Americans who grew up in such a place that watching Mr. Trump is so disorienting. For many weary minorities, the ridiculous thing was thinking friendship was possible in the first place. It hurts only if you believed friendship could bridge the racial gorge. Okay. The New York Times ran an article basically basically saying, we are so sad that we thought we could be friends with you, but you're a different race. That's an insane thing to say. It's insane and it's unfortunate, but the reality is critical race theory long has argued in favor of segregation. Critical race theory. Derek Bell on Wikipedia. The 1954 Brown v. Board of Education case ignited Bell's interest in studying racial issues in the educational system. Long story short, they say, Bell studied and wrote about the effects of desegregation, noting that this decision was not due to a moral shift in nature, but rather because on the convergence of efforts of dismantling Jim Crow laws and racial segregation. Additionally, it had to do with the concern of the white elite that the U.S. would lose the battle to communism and tarnish their reputation and global influence. He basically argues that people would be better off if they kept racial segregation because it would it would create. Well, the long story short of it, these critical race theory ideas argue that the black community had their own wealth structure and ending segregation placed them underneath white people in the economy. What what he's basically saying is and uh, and I understand the point he's making. If black people have limited wealth because of slavery and they don't own houses and property, but they create a segregated economy where they have their own hierarchical structure of wealth, their economy is now working. Then there is the white economy, which is larger because of generational wealth. If you then push these two together, it places the white economy above the black economy, suppressing the black economy. That was his argument. I completely disagree with his view and think, Segregation is completely wrong. He's making a point. I understand. He is a black dude who experienced this, and here's what he thinks, and I can respect the opinion. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. But I think over the past several decades, desegregation has been a very, 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 very good thing and has only expanded wealth. The problem is not desegregation. It is 
actually more segregation pushed by the woke CRT, the far left, etc., who have created policies that have been damaging to racial minorities and have created more racial animosity, which is effectively Scott Adams's point. So I'm watching 1923, uh, not Yellowstone. Yellowstone is, is on hiatus. I'm always going to find a way to work it in. But this is culturally relevant. In the 1923 show, there is a subplot uh, being pursued. Spoiler alerts. I'm going to give you, uh, you know, come on. The show came out last week. Spoiler alerts. You are being warned. If you're watching the show 1923 on the Paramount Network, I will say it one more time. Spoiler alerts. Part of the there's a subplot right now about miscegenation. And it's a man who married an Asian woman. And the police come and arrest the woman and beat the man and call his children mongrels. You can certainly understand how that resonates with me because that's like I would be the mongrel. And it's crazy to think that's how things were back in the day. A bunch of states had laws saying you could not cohabitate based on race. That's a world that people like Derek Bell wanted under this guise of protecting the economy for the black community. Well, for someone like me, I say, F you, I don't want to live in a world where I don't have a place to stand. You see, this is the problem with critical race theory. This is the problem with woke left racism and literal white supremacy, not stupid leftist white supremacy, in that in a world for which I would exist, the critical race theorists would leave me in limbo. So screw you. I don't want to be there. I have had Asians argue to me I am not Asian enough. And then I've actually had white nationalists call me the quote unquote global citizen. And I'm like, I don't want to live in either of those worlds. Second class to both racial ideologies. F that. How about we live in a world where you're an American first? So I get Scott Adams's point. And you can take a look at Yale and this study to understand what he's really getting across. That being said, perhaps he could have done a better job. But you know what he did? Scott Adams dropped a nuke on the conversation. They're canceling Dilbert. Well, you know, he said he tweeted something like, now I'm free. And I totally get his point. Work is hard. Waking up every day, sometimes getting things wrong, trying to address these conversations, having death threats and people coming at you trying to destroy you. There's a freeing thing jumping through those flames. And Scott Adams apparently tried to do it. Could he have phrased it better? I think the answer to that question is 100%. Yes. But I understand what he did and why he did it. And I think you need to understand he is not saying quite literally to get away from black people. That that wasn't his point. Uh, I don't know how you address a, a conversation like that in a world where people live in soundbite social media. And that's another issue I think he inadvertently or on purpose addressed the short attention span of the Internet and people's inability to watch a multi hour long podcast to fully understand what he said and why he said it. The day before, I made a similar point. Not in terms of white and black race relations. I said that if you go on these shows and say something, they will clip it and they will take you out of context because it's politically expedient and, and gives them an edge. So if I said something like something like this, uh, imagine some guy w- was on the news and said, Vladimir Putin should nuke Ukraine right now and end the war because I'm sick of America wasting money on this country. Imagine someone said something crazy like that. Man, wouldn't that be crazy? So clearly, I wasn't speaking literally. I wasn't speaking from my own perspective. I was quoting hypothetically a different person. What these organizations will do 
is they'll clip out only that point and then say Tim Pool, quote, because literally they can argue in court. Tim Pool did say it. Ah, yes. But removing the fact that I was saying, could you imagine if someone said and then the thing which shows I didn't mean what was being said. I was critical of the idea. But they can still apply it to you. And that's the important thing about context. Scott Adams could have come out and said something like, could you imagine if a person came out and actually said you should get away from et cetera, et cetera. Then they clip it and say, look at this racist tirade. Scott Adams talking with Hotep Jesus, who is a black man, went into great detail about how he believes in individualism and responsibility and you should not discriminate against people and why he he doesn't like racism and things like this. And I think the greater picture he's painting is white liberals, critical race theory and the world they're creating is going to create race, racial conflict. And I've talked about this before, that if you repeatedly tell people to hate each other based on race or that race is a component of whether or not they can succeed, they're going to start hating people based on race. I was at a skate park once, 15 or so years ago, and I knew this, uh, this uh, Latino guy. I think he was like, I think he might have been Mexican or he was South American. And one day we're skating and he just says something about hating white people. And I was like, what? And he said, all they do is lie, cheat and steal. They steal land. They steal everything. And I was like, bro, come on, man. You can't live in this world where you hate people based on their race. We're fighting against that. We're moving beyond that. You can look back at history and be like the Aztecs tortured children and ripped their hearts out. I'm not going to blame some modern, you know, descendant or Mexican guy for that stuff. I'm going to be like, are you a good dude or a bad dude? But this is what people create with racist ideologies. Okay, I'll wrap it up there. But you get the point. So I'll just say this. Be careful about the mainstream media. We're, we're not invincible. So, you know, I think that is important context to uh, an, an addendum to the segment I did yesterday because I certainly missed the Hotep Jesus show. I didn't I didn't know it existed. I didn't know that Scott Adams actually talked with Hotep Jesus and said, here's what the show is about. Actually addressing this show before the media went after him and before Dilbert got canceled, he predicted it was going to happen. And then he explained his position. I could be getting some of his position wrong still because it was a very, very long show. And I watched like 30 minutes of it. But I think there's an interesting point to be made about what the left is doing in terms of race relations. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. I was reading this story, man. And this one's just so brutal. Family heartbroken after stunning girl 20 collapses and dies suddenly in her dad's arm after heart attack. Paramedics battled for an hour and a half to save Libby, Libby Peverall's life after she suddenly became ill. A lot of stories when you Google died suddenly. If you go to Google and type in died suddenly, you'll see a lot of stories. I can't tell you why. I know there's a lot of people who think it's related to the vaccines. I can't tell you why. I often talk about how perhaps it's related to COVID. Perhaps it's related to a bunch of other factors. Who knows? Maybe even climate change. Now, you can make your decision for yourself as to what you think is going on based on what you read. Talk to a medical professional who can answer your legitimate questions and knows about what's going on. All that really needs to be said right now and the message that needs to get out is that if you Google died suddenly or dies suddenly, you will see an insane amount of stories. You'll see stories of young athletes dropping dead. And I don't know why. I know. I know. We all have our suspicions. Many of you believe 
But of course, the media is going to come out and tell you that it's climate change, or perhaps the news story is, oh, simply put, erythritol, artificial sweetener linked to blood clots and heart attacks, new study finds. A new study found that erythritol, a sugar substitute, is linked to blood clotting, stroke, heart attack, and death for people who had pre-existing risk factors for heart disease. Well, that explains it. It wasn't climate change. These athletes are on the keto diet trying to stay thin, and they're eating a lot of erythritol in their snacks, and it's causing their brains to hemorrhagic, uh, hemorrhagic strokes. Is that, what, is, that, is that what it is when the, when like a blood vessel bursts in your brain or something like that? Well, that's what they're saying now. And I'll tell you right off the bat, I wouldn't doubt it, man. The idea that there is a sweetener that is non-caloric, this kind of stuff always freaks me out. You know, I, I've been doing low sugar for a while, and I just try to generally eat healthier. I'm trying to fight a sneeze. Forgive me. But I'm not a fan of this stuff. I'm not a fan of the weird chemicals that go in your food. I'd rather eat regular sugar and just, you know, exercise and take vitamins and stuff like that. But anyway, let's get to this story right here because I want you to hear it. I want you to experience this story because, man, it almost brought me to tears. And I, and I really do mean it. This is, this is uh, important stuff. Whatever you think about what's going on with people dying suddenly, we need to get to the bottom of it and figure out exactly what's going on and be prepared for more. Here's the story from my London news. A family has been left heartbroken after a beautiful young girl collapsed and died suddenly in her dad's arms, despite his best efforts to try and save her life. Libby Peverall, who was just 20 years old, was not known to have any underlying health conditions when she suddenly passed away in traumatic scenes at her family home in West Drayton on February 20th. Libby, who had aspirations of becoming a beautician, was described in my London as loved by all who knew her and her shocking death has devastated her parents and her brother. They are now raising money through a GoFundMe. Speaking to my London, her brother said she was a beautiful girl, etc. I'm not going to read all that stuff. I want to get you to the story. While she had suffered no previous medical episodes aside from her mental health, she collapsed last week with the family still awaiting an explanation as to how she died. Charlie said, she woke up on Monday and my dad said, do you want a cup of coffee? She always had coffee in the morning, and she said she'd rather have a cup of tea. So he made her a cup of tea, and then all of a sudden she said, I've got a pain in my chest. She suffers from panic attacks, so my dad gave her a brown bag to blow in, and basically she just stood up and then collapsed in my dad's arms. My dad really did try his hardest to help her, and he did CPR on her, everything. He tried so hard. Within about five or ten minutes, ambulances turned up, and they tried on her for about an hour and a half while my mom and dad going, please don't give up on her. Please, please don't give up. Charlie received a call a short while later to say that Libby was suffering a suspected heart attack and was no longer breathing. He jumped in the car and reached St. Albans when his mom told him that she'd sadly passed away. I screamed in the car. It hit me so hard. We did everything together. We did football together. And just before Christmas, we went to Winter Wonderland together. She was my only sibling. And everyone says, I know how you feel. But until it happens to someone, which I wouldn't wish on, on my worst enemy, you don't know how it feels. My mom is in bits. I'm trying to stay strong for her. And it feels like I haven't properly grieved yet. It just feels like she's, she's on holiday and she's going to walk through the door soon. For the last two days, it's starting to feel like a reality, uh, like like a like reality a bit. I'm just trying to deny it in a way. There's another story. Who is Jamie Kale, ex-U.S. champion swimmer who died in U.S. Virgin Islands? It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Walk into a room, and there she is, the 42-year-old former athlete dead, just collapsed on the floor. A lot of stories like this. What's behind the rise in heart attacks among young people? I don't know. Don't look at me. I'm not a doctor. I don't have all the answers for you. But I want you to imagine this. Many of you probably can't. Maybe you don't have kids. So imagine someone you love and care about. Maybe it is your daughter. Maybe it's a sister or a cousin or a niece or a nephew or a best friend, significant other, or your kid. And I want you to imagine that you're just standing in your kitchen when all of a sudden they scowl, start rubbing their chest, and then collapse on the ground in front of you. And the only thing you can do is desperately pound on their chest, begging to God that they don't die. And to the fathers out there, I could not imagine the horror. One of the most horrifying sounds I've ever heard was a father holding his son as his son died. It's a, it's a truly nerve-wracking sound. Man. You know, the world can be cold and callous. It churns about. Nature cycles through, not caring one bit as animals trip and fall, break a leg, and then die on the spot to be eaten by wolves. Nature can be brutal, man. And it doesn't care for you. It doesn't care if you live or die. But we're humans, and we live in the human experience, and other humans are our world. That's it. As much as they're also our enemies, I couldn't imagine the pain of being someone who dealt with one of these stories of an individual dying suddenly. And I want you to imagine that you're on the ground, pumping away at the chest of the person you care about the most. And you know deep down that no matter how hard you try, they are likely going to die. The reason I want you to, to, to imagine that is so you can understand the pain of these families. You can try and imagine that and feel that so that you can understand why it's so important. We truly figure out why people are dying suddenly so much right now. Now, I know many of you would believe you have the answers. Maybe we should have some kind of hearings and we should get some studies done, some independent studies. Maybe Rand Paul can uh, hold uh, some kind of committee hearing and health and uh, health and human services or something like that. Question some individuals to try and figure out why so many people are just dropping dead. Cardio Metabolic Institute. What's behind the rise in heart attacks among young people? What is happening that's causing 20 to 30 year olds to have so many heart attacks? Because the idea now is more fathers will be holding on to their children as they watch their children die. More mothers, all the same. They say not long ago, heart attacks were primarily a problem faced by older adults. It was rare for anyone younger than 40 to have a heart attack. Now, one in five heart attack patients are younger than 40 years of age. Here's another troubling fact to highlight the problem. Having a heart attack in your 20s or early 30s is more common. 
Between the years 2000 and 2016, the heart attack rate increased by 2% every year in this young age group. Your outlook isn't better following a heart attack just because you're younger. Patients who have had heart attacks in their 20s or 30s face the same risks as older patients. Once you have that first heart attack, you have the same chance of dying from a second major heart, heart event or a stroke regardless of your age. And they say obesity, being overweight, cigarettes, hypertension, etc. All of these things play a role. Substance abuse, perhaps, 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 perhaps. Brigham Health Hub says, why are heart attacks striking younger people? My question is, how come we're only hearing about it in the past couple of years? I did this. I went on Google and I typed in died suddenly, but I set a time gate. Only show me articles from 2019 and prior. What did I find? I don't know. Died suddenly was a phrase that appeared a couple times, a, 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 a few times every six months or so. Some you'd see the phrase within like twice within one year. I did a search for it after 2020, and all of a sudden, it's just like every single day, there's two or three or more. You know, I saw this story about Jamie Kale, who died suddenly. They have no explanation for her death. They said that, uh, I guess, uh, it was her, her boyfriend. Let me see if I can. Uh, her boyfriend, in the early hours of February 21st, went to check on her at their home and found her on the floor. Now, for all we know, you know, the doctors administered CPR. They were unable to save her. For all we know, uh, this is not. Look, some of these died suddenly. can be car accidents. They can be people choking on food. And it just says that. Important point. Until they release more information on what happened to this individual, they said she succumbed to her ailment. I don't know what that means. Maybe she had a bad heart already. I don't want people to look at these stories and assume they're all the exact same cause of death. I think the problem is. For some reason, we're seeing the same thing over and over again with these stories. ABC News. Rise in heart disease may be explained by extreme weather conditions. Study. Okay. Climate change, I guess. That's what they've been saying since August. As the temperatures rise, the likelihood that you die goes up. Man. I don't know. Erythritol is actually pretty interesting if this is true. Because people are eating a lot more of it and they're trying to get sugar reduced in food. So they are there. There's non keto food that has erythritol now because they're like, well, it's a sugar alcohol. So, you know, it doesn't, it's non caloric. We can put lower calories on the food item and more people will eat it. I'm not a psychic. I don't know the future and I don't know what's going on. All I know is that it is. And unless people care about it, unless they think about it and imagine what it must be like to experience, we're not going to have anything change. I'd like to see some hearings. I'd like to see. Perhaps the government, perhaps someone like Rand Paul, putting a report together, tracking this, doing the job of going through the data and saying, here's what we found in media compared to other years prior to the pandemic. Here's when we believe it may have started. Put it on a chart. Show us. And then maybe some people can be put under oath and ask some important questions. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. In a viral video, drag queens are trying to get into a taxi, which refuses to let them ride and then leaves. And honestly, I don't believe initially that this is a story about someone discriminating against drag queens. I do think the response to what happened is strange. And it may be that people are finally saying no to some of these people. You know, with the uh, drag queen story hour, 
with these people writing in academic journals, they're intending to groom children. They wrote that. That's a fact. They literally write, wrote that in an academic journal. They said they want to get glitter in the carpet that can never be removed. Creepy. I'm wondering if people are now just fed up with the expansion of degeneracy in the United States. Now, I don't mind at all in any way drag performers. Don't care. Literally, don't care if you dress up like a, like a, like a woman, a fake woman. There's a viral video going around of a morbidly obese drag queen with a bunch of people like throwing money at her as she like gyrates or whatever. And it was, it was you know, going around on Twitter. And I'm like, I don't care about that. It's a bunch of adults doing stupid things. Whatever, man. I've seen stupider. I've seen adults playing with guns and then someone gets hurt. Like, that's dumb. But look, if you like it, I'm more libertarian in that regard. Just keep the kids away from it. OK, it's for adults. That's the problem now. You've got people targeting children. Here's a story from the Daily Mail. Shocking scenes as drag queen is refused service from a taxi driver before being pushed over by a homeless person and collapsing in the street. I don't believe that's what happened. In the video, they say that uh, she passed out. Or I shouldn't say she because drag queens are not transgender. The drag queen, he passes out, throws, look at this, throws something at the cab. Let's play the video. Here's what I think. Let me play it again. Did it freeze? What's going on? Oh, it says that. The, let me read that for you. It says the taxi refused to take the queens. It was really horrible witnessing. Throws. Yelling something. I told you where we were. We was going. Here's what I think happened. Cab drivers don't like going to certain places. Now I don't know where this took place. Do they? Do they? Do they say it was? Uh, the shocking moment, Australia's biggest, so it's not in the United States. It's uh, leaving around a Sydney street struggling to get home. You know what I think it is? Cab drivers will be like, where are you going? And they'll say like, oh, let us just get in the car. They do this in New York all the time. They're not allowed to, but they do. They'll pull up to you, crack the window a little bit and say, where are you going? And you'll go, Brooklyn, and they'll speed off. It's actually against the law. It's my understanding or whatever. They have, if they stop to pick you up, they have to drive you to your destination, but they hate going to Brooklyn because they're not legally allowed to pick up people in Brooklyn. That means they're going to spend two hours in traffic there and back, and they're only get one fare out of it. So they'd rather just, if you're in Manhattan, you pick someone up on, you know, near Central Park, drive them to financial district. As soon as you drop them off, someone jumps in and you, you got your fares. You keep going the moment someone goes to Brooklyn. So I'm wondering if this is what's happening. Some drag queens are like, we want to go to this neighborhood. And the driver is like, I'm not going to that neighborhood. And then they're like, how dare you? And they throw stuff at them. And then everyone's like, wow, it's because they're drag queens. The story becomes cab driver refuses to drive dra- drag queens instead of cab driver refuses to go to certain neighborhood. Shocking footage. shows a cab speeding off before Penny shouts, I just told you where we were going, you effing wit as she throws her Christian Dior bag at the car. Now, I think the important thing is drag queens typically don't use she, her pronouns because drag is a performance on an identity. So I, I think they're getting the whole thing muddy and saying she, her. And then you have this here. While waiting for the next taxi, Penny was then pushed over with footage show her lying on the street before the, um, the manager of a nearby bar arrived to help her up. In the video, it says she passed out or something like that. So I don't know if anybody pushed this person, but they're really trying to make this like a discriminatory thing. And it's interesting because uh, James Lindsay had been been talking about this, that we're getting 
close to a point where there's going to be some kind of attack that will make the mainstream international press when a trans person or a drag queen ends up getting attacked. Eventually, the performer was able to get in a taxi. Just be kind. Show more grace and love. Sydney is hosting World Pride this year with thousands of LGBTQ plus people from all over the world descending on Australia to celebrate. Sydney's Oxford Street was awash with glitter on Saturday after 300,000 partygoers celebrated the Mardi Gras parade off at Tuesday. Anthony Albanese became the first sitting prime minister to march in the parade with big names like MAFS model Evelyn Ellison, P.E. Nation under Pip Edwards were spotted among the crowd, yada, 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 yada. I wonder if what we're seeing is the media lying and just trying to make it seem like this cab driver is discriminating. I'm not sure Sydney is the kind of place where that might happen. Or are we starting to see people say, I have had enough with this and I don't want to be involved? I don't know. I have to say, you know, you get people who are potentially discriminatory and they may say things like, I don't like you. I don't know you. I don't want you, you know, in my car. Or how about this? This individual threw a bag at the car. Why? Screaming, I just told you where we're going, you effing wit. Sounds like the destination was a more was a bigger issue for the for the cab driver. Perhaps these people are just bad people. How about we say this? Cab driver refuses to pick up a-holes. You ever see the Key and Peele segment? It's really good. There's a guy. He's uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedy central bit. Flamboyantly gay guy is, you know, doing a bunch of weirdly sexual things. He's got like penis popsicles or something. The guy behind him. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is like, can you please stop doing that? And the flamboyant guy is like, oh, you're mad because I'm gay. Is that it? You, you, you can't. And he's like, no, that's not it at all. I'm just asking you to please turn the music down or please stop making sexual references. Please stop talking to me. And then this person, the, the flamboyant person, keeps saying, you're a homophobe, you're a homophobe, you hate gay people. And then at the end, this was brilliant, by the way, a guy walks in and he, go, and he goes up to the, the guy who was complaining and he's like, it's Jordan Peele, by the way. He's like, hey, honey, do you want to go grab lunch? He gets up and kisses the guy on the lips, two guys. And then the other the flamboyant person goes, you're gay? And then he's like, yeah, I want to introduce you to my boyfriend. He's like, oh. And then he stops and turns around and goes, He's he's not homophobic. I'm just an a-hole. And I'm like, thank you. Yo, anybody can be a dick, you know? So I see stories like this, and I'm sure leftists are going like, it's so terrible what they're doing to these poor drag queens. I'm like, maybe they're just dicks. Like if if a bro dude walked up with a beer and was chugging it, and then Crump was like, I opened the door, bro. It's like, dude, you're drunk. You're not getting my car. He's not saying no because it's a guy. He's saying no because it's a drunk dude. This person then throws their bag at the car, and I'm supposed to believe that the real issue is discrimination. Sorry, I don't buy it. I think you probably have a lot of entitled, self-interested narcissists 
who happen to be in shows like this. I mean, think about the, the degree a person would need to be ostentatious in, at, at an event like this to wear things like this. You're literally putting on the biggest, most eccentric clothing so that everybody sees you. I would not be surprised if there was an overlap between that and a person being narcissistic and then having a cab driver be like, dude, please get out of my car. I do not want you to ride with me. Of course, then it becomes a hate crime or something like that. And they'll come back and be like, you're not allowed to do that. It's just weird, isn't it? You got that bakery in Colorado that they just will not leave alone. First, it was a gay, a gay couple wanted a wedding cake. And they said, well, we're not going to write what you want us to write on it, but you can have any cake you want. And they said, no, you have to. Sued. The bakery actually won. Then someone came and said they wanted a gender reveal cake. And it's like, no, we're not doing this. And they're like, I'll sue you again. And so here you go. Bend the knee, bigot. You must adhere to and cater to the cult, the ideology, what they want, what they believe, or else. You know, I think we need, I think we need political class to be protected as well. But there's interesting things about this because of that uh, whole bakery thing. I can't remember who it was. It might have been like Crowder, I think maybe have done it. Went to a bunch of Muslim bakeries and demanded a gay wedding cake. And they all said no. And uh, no one on the left bet an eye. No one on the ah, and there it is. It seems like the bigger issue is not about the rights of any one individual, but to dismantle the system, to attack mainstream American culture. They say it's because of, you know, bigotry, but it doesn't explain why they're not going to Muslim bakeries and asking the exact same questions. The simpler answer is they want to rip apart what made this country great. And that's simply it. Now, this incident happened in Australia. Obviously, I understand. So I'm wondering at what point regular people just say, stop and leave me alone. And they snap. But we'll see, I guess, man. We'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. All right. Spoiler alerts. Spoiler alerts for those that have not yet watched the latest episode of The Last of Us. You are being warned for this segment will contain spoilers because I'm just going to openly talk about the show The Last of Us. The story here is The Last of Us actress Storm Reid responds to homophobic backlash, says, if you don't like it, don't watch. Okay. All right. So now that I've given you your proper spoiler alert, please, if you don't want to be spoiled, I've warned you again. Here's my problem with what's going on in The Last of Us. For one, I really don't care about gay characters in TV shows or whatever, but I think there's a bigger cultural problem with this. First, in The Last of Us, as in any one of these uh, TV shows, movies or whatever, let's, let, let's talk about this. Um, in, in Harry Potter, there's, uh, in the first movie or whatever, there's not a whole lot of like romance or sexual relationship stuff. Even in the later movies, it's only marginal in that Harry, you know, likes Ginny Weasley and then they clearly like each other. And then in the epilogue, they have a family. Uh, they, they do some stuff with Ron and Hermione. So romance does play a role in the advance of, of, of many storylines. And you often don't see gay storylines. And the answer for it's actually quite simple. Um, it's a very, 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 very small market share. So I have friends who are gay and lesbian. Oh, surprise. And they'll say things like, you know, it's they they want a story for them. And I'm like, no, I get it. But it's like what, what happens then is an, uh, a studio has to invest in 
AAA movies and games or whatever, but then target a market that is what, like 7%, 6%, if that of the total population. I think it's much lower than that. Well, here's the story. Let's talk about The Last of Us. The Last of Us actress Storm Reed recently responded to homophobic backlash over the show's blatant portrayal of dis- disordered lifestyles and acts of grave depravity. Is that what they call it? It's a scene in which two teenage girls kiss. Ellie, who is gay, clearly is sexually and emotionally attracted to this other woman. Young woman. Speaking with Variety, Reed was, was asked by Catsy Stefan Bella, you've previously spoken about the homophobic backlash to the show and why you're not letting it scare you. Storm, what's your take on this topic, especially knowing that there will likely be a response to this particular episode? Reed responded, I think Bella put it perfectly a couple weeks ago. If you don't like it, don't watch it. There's so many other things to worry about in the world. I think being concerned about who people love is just absurd to me. I just don't. I will never understand it. I don't get it. Well, let me break it down for you. First, I will say this. I agree. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you got a problem with an interracial gay uh, uh, teen couple, then don't watch the show. It's not for you. I saw a commercial once for an interracial gay dating app, and I was just like, wow, that's an expensive ad to run on TV to target such a very, very small community. But you know, like I got no beef. I'm just saying like, you know, good luck. But here's what I will say. Why are people mad? Yo, The Last of Us has what, six episodes? And they already have two episodes totally dedicated to gay relationships. It's like, listen, in Harry Potter, it's a subplot, not 30% of the movie that he's dating Ginny Weasley. Imagine if you're watching the Harry Potter movie. I'm using, I'm using Harry Potter specifically because it is a p- large franchise. Or how about uh, uh, Marvel? Okay, in the first Avengers movie, there's like some tension between Natasha Romanoff and, and Bruce Banner. And it's like she's like getting real low and she touches his hand and then he shrinks back down and normal or whatever because he loves Nat or something like that. They never actually end up getting together or whatever. I don't know. Maybe she dates somebody else or something. But like, imagine if you had uh, this Avengers film and they dedicated 30% of the movie to like Bruce Banner dating uh, Natasha Romanoff. You'd be like, what is going on? Like, they're supposed to be fighting aliens or something. Instead, it's just like he's going out to dinner. With The Last of Us, I think there's like six episodes Two of them are completely dedicated to gay couples. That's the issue, right? You watch a movie, you watch a TV show, they don't hammer it. Like, okay, The Last of Us is an action, post-apocalyptic, thriller, suspense, sci-fi, horror, etc. And they've already given us 30 some odd percent of, of this show, gay couples. Okay, I'll tell you this. They did one episode. I thought, I, thought, I, 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 I like the show, all right? I like the show. I watch it. I had no problem with this episode. I do think it's a little ham-fisted. But they did one episode where it's these two guys. It's a, it's, it's a straight guy, mind you. And then, you know, he, he's a prepper and he hides in his basement. The government comes, rounds everybody up to the quarantine zones. And then he builds his own little city barricaded with fences, protecting from zombies. One day, some gay dude falls into a pit trap. And then he get, lets him out. And then they end up becoming friends. And I guess this guy's been alone for two years, so he's desperate. They end up having a gay relationship. The guy actually says, who's straight, that he's never been with a guy before, only with girls. And then they end up in a gay relationship. They actually show a gay sex scene. It's not graphic or anything, but it's like, okay, I guess, you know, not for me. But the, the issue, I suppose, is 
They could have done the romance of the two men, fine, but they didn't have to make it so like punching you in the face over and over again. Look, I know the response. They're going to say they do shows all the time where where straight couples bang. And it's like Game of Thrones had both, you know, like it had, you know, but like out of all of the episodes of Game of Thrones, it doesn't feel like 30 percent of the show was dedicated to gay relationships. I guess my point is like there's the relationship between Joel and Tess. Tess is dead. And that's like heterosexual, normal, whatever. And then the rest of the show, you actually just have, for the most part, a lot of relationships, and a lot of them are gay. You know what I mean? Here's my point. I'll watch the show. I don't care about it. I understand that people say, like, you know, I, a friend of mine who's gay said that she wanted to watch a show that, like, related to her. And I'm like, oh, that, that, that I respect, you know. Clearly, I've got shows that I can watch where there's, like, heterosexual couples. And I'll make one for you. The only point I'm bringing up is it's a little heavy. That's the point. It's like very, very heavy. They could have had them like hold hands or something. All they did really was like kiss. And that's like a theme of the show. But it just feels really when they do stuff like this, it is meant to push an ideology or narrative instead of tell a story. That's the problem I have with it. I don't care if people are gay. I care if they're actually telling a real story or making it really obvious that they're like, we're progressive and we're pushing the boundaries, right? Ramsey previously told GQ UK, I know people will think what they want to think, but they're going to have to get used to it. If you don't want to watch the show because it has gay storylines, because it has a trans character, that's on you and you're missing a trans character in it. Was there? I don't I don't know there's a trans character in the show yet. Was there? It isn't going to make me afraid. I think that comes from a place of defiance. I'll tell you this. When it comes to the apocalypse, I'm going to tell you the harsh reality of it. Ain't going to be a whole lot of gay or trans people. Sorry. I'm not trying to be mean. There will be gay people and trans people. But what this show gets right is that there there is an authoritarian corrupt system that runs everything. And that's the way it's going to be. When human civilization is on the brink of collapse, it will be brutal, barbarian, military dictatorship. Good luck. And that means you want to know the hard truth. If they really did quarantine 10,000 people and billions died, you are going to get brutal Gilead style dictatorships where they force women to have babies. I'm not kidding. And it's not a good thing. But when you're on the like, look what we do with pandas desperately trying to get them to reproduce. You know, there's going to be artificial insemination. Now, maybe, you know, we can invent artificial wombs. But I think the scary reality is right now, feminism and classical liberal rights exist because we are in a secure bubble with luxuries. Put a handful of people in the middle of the woods and it becomes brutal militaristic dictatorship overnight. In fact, two of the main characters, or the main character and his brother, murdered people. They were raiders. They went around killing to steal to survive. That's the reality. Do you think in a society like that, they would have women going out on raiding parties? Nope. They're going to be like, if the women die, we cease to exist. And it's going to revert way back to like caveman style, brutal Viking dystopia. But people don't get it. Maybe they don't want to get it. Maybe they don't want to understand. You know, I certainly think there will be gay and trans people. What I mean to say is there that you will not be allowed. They will not allow it. It will become rigid fascistic overnight. 
That's the scary reality of the post of a post apocalyptic scenario. And perhaps people will in secret try to be with who they love and, you know, do things they care about. But when humanity is faced with extinction, you're going to see how brutal things really get. And I don't think it's going to be this feminism, LGBTQ plus right stuff. It's going to be brutal dictatorship. But whatever, man, I'll leave it with this. Yeah, I don't care about these storylines, but I'm trying to explain why some people are just like, we get it. We get it. We get it. Okay. I just want to clarify, like how many story like the whole come on. Do a show about a post apocalyptic about about a post apocalyptic world and keep the focus on that, you know. But whatever, man. Whatever. If you don't like it, you don't got to watch it. Fair point. And if you don't like what they're promoting, then maybe you shouldn't watch it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.